Well, welcome back. We're excited again today to share. What is this, part three, I think, is it, Bill? I think so. And uh, Grace, what is it? Seems like we uh, never get to the caboose. And no, we're still, I keep still moving forward. No, I, don't, I, don't, I think it's just a wide subject. But we ended up last time making a statement, Bill. I ended up with this. Uh, grace does not work. God's Remember, grace is God's ability that works within us you know, enabling us to do what we could not do on our own. That's what grace is, okay? And so uh, we— Say we, it again yeah, slower for yeah, me, sorry. Okay. <laughs> People who All right, so short. grace is—and is, you go back and, and listen to parts one and part two, uh, if you've not heard those and watched those, listen to those, and, and you'll get the full concept. But what grace is is God's influence on our heart that produces his ability— to empower us to do what we can't do on our own. Okay. And, and I okay. used the illustration about overcoming the anger issues that I had, you know, and how that I shifted my attention off of the anger and on to I'm loved and I'm accepted by God. Nothing can change that. And grace, you received the grace and it just transformed. Yeah. And really, you know, we we already have grace in us. We yeah. just got we got to activate it, you know. And as and as as Paul wrote to the church at Thessalonica. He said that uh, your grace, the grace of God that's in you, abounds, comes alive, becomes effective through thanksgiving. Thanksgiving to what? Thanksgiving to the fact that I'm loved unconditionally. Okay, so grace, God's ability does not work mm-hmm. because we believe in grace. The ability of God does not work because you believe in the ability of God. God's grace, his ability, works within us because we believe that we are in right standing. That's what righteous means, in right standing with God through the Lord Jesus. Now, listen to what this scripture says in Romans. I love this scripture in Romans, Bill. It says in Romans 8, verse 3, it says, now this is the, the Amplified Bible. It says, for God has done, and this is so powerful, God has done what the law couldn't do. And its power being weakened by the flesh. So the law, really there's nothing wrong with the law. It was a man's weakness in his flesh. But it wasn't ever supposed to pr- It would never make you righteous. No, right. Never would. Okay, so God has done what the law could not do. It's power being weakened by the flesh, the entire nature of man without the Holy Spirit. Now, remember, under the Old Covenant, man did not have a an continuous indwelling of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit moved on people at times. Now we have the Holy Spirit all the time, okay? All right, so it says there that that uh, the, the God did what the law couldn't do, its power being weakened by the flesh, the entire nature of man without the Holy Spirit, sending his son, talking about Jesus, in the guise of sinful flesh as an offering for sin. And this is what it says. God condemned sin in the flesh, subdued it, overcame it, deprived it of its power over all who accept, believe in the sacrifice. So this power we're talking about, this ability, is provided for everyone. But it's only going to work in those who decide to believe it. That sounds pretty simple. You know, it, it's so simple people miss it. You know, it sounds too simple. Yeah, and and that's the way that God stuff is. You know, it's it's so simple we miss it. Because we're looking for the mystical, we're looking for the miraculous, and and we we miss the obvious. You know, like Jesus said, I think it's in the Message Bible. It says, you know, he says. Uh, <laughs> People get shook up about this. Jesus said, you say you're looking for me. He said, but you have, you know, this this shakes people up. 
He says, and you constantly have your heads buried in your Bibles for Bible studies. He said, however, I'm standing right here before you right now, and you're looking at me, and you won't even acknowledge who I am. And so, in other words, you're, you're missing it. You're missing it here. Because, listen, most people, most believers, are looking for rules and regulations, not a relationship. They want somebody to tell them what to do. You think they, they prefer that? Absolutely. Why? We live in a world where you're told Because so re- to do that, you're rejecting the gospel, the free mm-hmm. gift. All right. All right. Look, I had a lady one time tell me, Janice and I were having lunch at her restaurant. This is way back in the 80s. And, and uh, she sat down at her table, laid it on the restaurant. She said, you know, Pastor, I, I, I just wish you would zout me. I thought she said slout, you know. <laughs> I, wish you'd just, I, wish, I wish you'd just zout me and get me out of this, this funk that I'm in. And I said, you know, it's, it's not about that. It's about your beliefs and, you know, what you believe in your heart and, and so forth. And I said, so you're asking me to do something, first of all, I can't do. And, and you know, but you're not setting yourself up to in a position to activate the grace that's in you because you're looking for it to happen from the outside. Remember, Bill, you know, um, Paul says this in Romans. Uh, I don't have the chapter verse in my head right now, but it says, don't say who will ascend into heaven and bring Christ down from above or who will ascend in the deep and bring him up from below. He said, for the answer is already in you. It's in your heart. It's in your mouth. He said, that is the word of God which we preach, the word of faith which we preach, the way the King James says it. And so we've already had the answer, but in, but like you said, it, it's so incredibly simple we miss it because we're looking for the miraculous. You know, we're looking. Well, that is simple. You know, we're, also we're, implies that there's nothing else to do. There's nothing else to do. All you got to do is believe. Jesus said, only believe. And, I, and I'm giving you the faith mm-hmm. through grace. I'm even offering yeah. that. Just yeah. open your heart and just say yes. Yeah. Am I, am I making no no it too exactly right uh, exactly right you can't make it too simple one time plus yeah. we got to add this yeah. in yeah I, I've had so many people through the years Bill and they, we'd have people leave our church and they, sometimes they'd make this statement not not all the time your preaching is too simple and I said so in other words I'm not confusing you now if you want me to confuse you I can but and Paul said my words I came to you were not with enticing words of men's wisdom but in demonstration and power, you know, of, of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, people misunderstood that. I've got to get back on track here. But, but um, so, so since man could never perform well enough, we can't in our own strength, and because of our flesh, now listen to this, we could not, man cannot perform well enough to fulfill the law. Okay? Now, now let's think, think about this. The law required perfection but it didn't give the ability to live it. It just pointed you. Matter of fact, Paul says in Romans that Jesus is the end, which that word end, E-N-D, means point aimed out of the law. Jesus is the point aimed out of the law. That when, when you really look at the law in light of what Jesus said about it, you know, it points to a place of impossibility that you can't. So you, you cannot throw your this. hands up and go. Let's talk about this Messiah. Yeah, because I been... can't do this. So what yeah. else, option do I have? Jesus. And they covered the sins for a year, which was a type of mm-hmm. Jesus. But you had to go back and do it every year, every, every year, holding it over until something, and then happens yeah. inside you. And so, um, okay, it gave man the awareness of sin, but didn't give him the ability to overcome sin. 
grace does. And it's like this. I hope I, I hope I hope I can communicate this in a way that that you can grasp it. Sometimes I, I think I do, but I don't. Um, see, the law required perfection, but not empower you to live perfectly in your own. Because he says right there in Romans eight, because of the weakness of your flesh, you you couldn't do this. Okay. So knowing that it was given for the reason of to to point us to Jesus, who was going to come. Yeah, who was going to come. And Jesus, you know, when, when you read the Gospels, uh, it's amazing, you know, when you read some of the things in the Gospels, it blows my mind. Jesus came, and see, a lot of what grace people misunderstand is that grace people often misunderstand um, the whole thing about the law, that when Jesus came, the law is of, of no benefit. Now, for righteousness, it's not, okay? Okay. But Jesus didn't come and abolish the law. He fulfilled it through righteous requirements, but he didn't do away with the law. He elevated it. In other words, if you live, listen to this, I'm going to tell you, this, this, this shakes up grace junkies right here, and, and I'm in that count, you know, uh, of, of being sold out on grace. Right. So, I mean, so there's a, there are a bunch of people over here who, you know, i went to you know church in the south i was raised catholic and i went to church in the south after i got saved and grace really just meant unmerited favor of god mm-hmm. and you were still had to keep all these rules and plug mm-hmm. all that other yeah. stuff you've got you're talking about a whole nother thing a camp of folks that understand that started off understanding started the true that's, that's the key. grace being the power of god to set you free and you're not under the law but then they went into some and they good, took it. They some... took it. They took it way out of bounds, you know. Uh, and let me give you an example. Uh, Jesus said, "You've heard it said, thou shalt not commit adultery." Now we're talking about Jesus raised it to a place of impossibility. The spirit of it, instead right. of just the okay. little written. Right. So, so you see, under the under the under the law. Uh, well, let me let me go back to that. All right. So Jesus said. Uh, You've heard it said, thou shalt not commit murder. Okay, now a person might be able to refrain from doing that. And that's what that's what the people were doing. Well, I didn't murder. So I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. So Jesus came and raised the bar. He said, You've heard it said, thou shalt not murder. He said, I'm gonna raise the bar. I'm, I'm gonna take it back to the original intent God had. And that is if you're angry at your brother above cause, in other words, your anger is out of measure with what happened. And you start having ill intent. He said, you are a murderer. He raised it to the place of impossibility. Okay? And he's dealing with Pharisees who are mm-hmm. convinced that mm-hmm. they've... Exactly. They might they have may, been able don't to... Don't need not, a Messiah. Yeah, they may not have... They may be able to refrain from murdering someone, but have you ever been angry above cause? Because no, that was the original measure. intent. Yeah. That was original intent God had, okay? But the, the, the law and the Pharisees, the law took, the Pharisees took the law and they whittled it down to the place where, well, I, I don't murder, so I'm okay, all right? Jesus said, okay, let me give you another one. He said, you've heard it said, thou should not commit adultery. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. He said, I'm saying it, I'm gonna raise the bar on that, Jesus said. To the original intent, yeah. I say, if you've ever looked at someone to lust after them, other than your spouse, which I wouldn't be lust, but if you've ever looked at someone to lust after them, you are an adulterer. 
you know, and you know, I'll talk about this in some other teachings, but I don't have time to go into this. But but if you just, you know, God gave us 613 laws. We know the top 10, the famous 10, you know. And if you if you just take the top 10, you know, the 10 commandments and raise them to God's intent, we blow it on all of them. Right. You know, thou shalt not covet. You know, thou shalt not steal. Well, I've never stolen. Really? You've never stolen. No, I've never stolen anything. So you've never taken an extra pack of sweetener out of a restaurant? You've never... Some post-it notes uh, from the office? Yeah, from the office or, 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 or a, uh, an ink pen from the hotel? or. Um, but, 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 but that don't matter. No, no, if you're going to live by the law, let's live it. And so Jesus raised the bar to the place of it's impossible outside of the grace of God to live it. Now, here, here, here's something grace people really struggle with. Yeah, hold on a second. You said... Out, it's outside of the grace of God, it's impossible to live it. Mm-hmm. But the law wasn't given. So, Because I've heard people say over the years, they say, well, you know, Jesus just came to help us keep the Ten Commandments. You know, that was his mm-hmm. purpose. Mm-hmm. And so, well, why stop at the Ten? In fact, why did you, he just came as a helper, and if we don't do this, we don't know where we're going afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... That's not what you're talking about. Though. No, absolutely not. You know, absolutely not. The grace part. The God's ability and power. I apologize for keep throwing this thing. No, off. no, 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 no. You're not. Um, you know, it's like we 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 want. You know, your your words provoke thoughts that maybe I'm not thinking. You know, so I want you to do that. All right, but um, here's something. That, here's something grace people struggle with. Again, grace is God's ability. Mm-hmm. His influence upon our heart, empowering us to do what we couldn't do on our own. Now, it strains people's brains right here, especially grace junkies. The people that are out in the left field with grace that, that are just, you can do anything you want to, and, and you can, you know. God will have some consequences. Yeah. God will love you, but God will still love me. Well, absolutely will, but nobody else may, but God will. Okay? And like I said, if what you believe about God and what you believe about grace God's ability does not make you more compassionate, loving, and easier to get along with. You don't believe the right thing. You know? If it's your banner, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, more right with God because I believe grace. Give it a break. All right, now, here's where it's going to go with that. Grace does not actually, now brace yourself, grace does not actually free us from the life presented in the law. Keep going. Okay. Now, if I stop there, it'd be a sad ending. It, however, empowers us to live a life of love and faith that's presented in the law. Okay. All right. Let me give you an example. Go ahead. Well, it seems like there's a fine line between that and getting someone just sucked right back into pulling out their list of do's and don'ts mm-hmm. and condemnation mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. Yeah, and, and, and you're absolutely right. But let me give you an example of that. We were attending a conference, Janice and I were, a number of years ago, and, and uh, that was a, a speaker uh, out of uh, Tulsa spoke and, and talking about law and grace. And one of, if not the best messages I've ever heard on the subject, it was awesome. You know, not saying I'm, everything the guy teaches is awesome. But right, but that was, message was this great. Was spot on. So as soon as it was uh, over, uh, some. Younger people in the faith, I guess you'd say, you know, knew who I was, and and, and they came to me and said, "What did you think about what, you know, Pastor So and So said about law and grace?" I said, "I loved it." They said, 
What? Is he not putting people back under legalism when he says love fulfills the law? No, I said, he's just quoting what the Bible says. Okay? I said, let me give you an example. I said, um, I've stayed in your home before, right? Yeah, okay. Jess and I stayed in your home. And, and one of the times we stayed with you, you guys were so gracious and gave us the master bedroom. You wanted us to have the best room in the house, you know? And, and which we deeply appreciated, didn't expect it, but appreciated it. I said, let me ask you, I asked, asked the, the, the lady this, I said, let me ask you something. You have some pretty nice jewelry, don't you? Oh, yeah, it's pretty good, you know? I said, before you gave that room to us, did you take all your nice jewelry out of your bedroom, out of your jewelry box? Oh, no, why would I? I mean, weren't you afraid I'd steal it? No. Lord, no. I said, well, why wouldn't I steal it? Because you love us. And she said, I see. See, love, and by the grace of God, empowers you to do because you want to. Right. You know, uh, do what the law demanded that you do. See, when you, when you understand the love of God and the grace of God, you know, his ability, his unconditional love, you understand that, you don't have to try to live the law. You will just automatically do it. You'll fulfill the law. Not for righteous requirements. has nothing to do with righteousness. But you will fulfill the law. You know, if, if you, listen, if you walk in love, you will fulfill the law. But I'm just saying to all these people who may misunderstand and think, now I've got to keep the law again. Huh? No, it's it's so like this. It doesn't matter if you break every Jesus one of those things. You're in the family of yeah. God. He doesn't feel any uh, different about you. Yeah. But, right. but Jesus said this. Jesus, you know, he's pretty smart, you know. He, he like, knows what he's talking about. Jesus said, I didn't say it. Jesus said it, okay? And you'll remember this. I don't have the chapter verse in my head right now, but it says, um, if you love me, now, our love for him comes as a direct link to him loving us. We can't love him more than we believe he loves us, okay? He said, if you love me, you will keep the commandments. Now, here's the way people take that. Well, I got to keep the law to prove that I love God. That's not what he's saying. It's like uh, when you go home and uh, you have a direct flight, right? Okay. When you get on, you get on your uh, flight home in Huntsville. If you get on this flight, you are going to Dallas. Yep. Because you're on the plane. Because the plane's going there. Yeah. All right. If you have a love relationship with God, you will keep the commandments. Not you won't have to think about keeping the commandments. And if you if you violated a commandment, you're not going to feel too good about yourself. I'm not saying you're going to feel unworthy and rotten or anything like that. It's going to bother you. And, and so love, that's what, that's what it means when it says love fulfills the law. Not for righteous requirements. You know, I'm not going to be more righteous if I, you know, don't steal from you. You know, I've stayed in your house before. Did you put your valuables up? No. Maybe you did because Janice was going to be there somewhere. <laughs> I don't have that. No, <laughs> no but, but you didn't think about it, did you? No. No, you stayed with us. We never think, okay, now Bill's coming. We got to put everything up that he might. That might have been a mistake you know. on your part. But, but you see what I mean? Yeah. Because of the love relationship, that's never a question. And see, that's 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 a big difference in grace and religion. You know, 
God's ability and man's efforts to be right with God and kind of buckle up and live the law. All right. So, hey, we're out of time once again, of course. And uh, we're going to, you know, in the next podcast, I think we're going to start, uh, I'm probably having a, a couple of podcasts on this, the top 10 misunderstandings about grace. Mm. And I could use way more than 10, but, but there's top 10 that we're going to talk about. So uh, if you have not already heard parts one and two to this, uh, this is part three. Go back and, and watch and listen to those, and it'll help you, you know, get caught up with where we are and where we're going with this. So until next time, blessings and peace to you. And remember, focus on how much God loves you today.